I'm Haley from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. You literally just have a cutout of like a random guy. You don't even know who it is. Doesn't I don't need to know who it is. On episode 102... I haven't started recording yet. You haven't actually started recording. Have I started recording? No, no, no. I've started recording. We just aren't live yet. Yeah. Wait, have you not started recording? No, I've been recording for a while. You always start recording before me. How do you like my hair today? Extra spectacular, right? You know, it's getting worse, right? You hate my hair. Like, it's like I got this haircut and my stylist was like, hey, this is like an actual style. It's not just like randomness. And you were just like, f*** that and everything. That it's pretty much the worst thing I've ever seen is kind of what I said. Yeah, you really, really f***ing hate it, like, a lot. So there's well, that. Well, it's not so much, I think, Yeah. that I hate it. Yeah. It's, like, more, it's probably that I hate you. We have a lot to get to. We do. There's a huge. It's this episode is is swollen. It is it is swollen. This with episode content. is swollen with content. It's and blood. Really? Yeah. Episode 102 of Unqualified Gamers is is swollen with with blood. Well, the guy behind me's got a katana, so or uh, some kind of sword. I mean, who is this guy? I don't know. I literally don't know. Welcome to our podcast. Um, listener, if you're watching on YouTube, I have a guy behind me from Tekken. This is a six-foot-tall foam cutout from a production company that did photography and printing for Namco. It actually has done for several companies. Namco, Konami, several companies. I don't even know who does Tekken. It's Namco, isn't it? I don't know. Namco I'm Bandai? I'm, you act like I'm a Tekken fan, maybe? Well, I don't, maybe. I don't do Tekken, but I think this guy's really cool. I, mean, I do Tekken here and there. This guy's really cool behind me. I don't know who it is. So please tell me in the comments what video game character this is. I'll be very grateful. Yeah, it's good that you get random stuff. Like, like it's really good that you have that now. I'm sure your girlfriend loves it. I'm sure. He's six feet tall, so he's good looking. He's GL. They, You know they actually say GL? The kids these days actually say that? And I know because I hang out with twenty-year-olds whenever possible. I don't think I believe you. No, I, I, they literally do. And VGL means very good-looking. I, st- I honestly, I, I do. I'm not, not kidding, listener. If you're under uh, thirty, then and you know what the lingo. I am under thirty. All right. If you're hip to the lingo, listener. Uh, if you are down with the sickness, as it were, then uh, please confirm or deny in the comments section. Why don't the kids just say good looking and very good looking? You are so pedestrian, Jonathan. You really are. I I'm embarrassed for you. You know, my life is a lot is a lot easier because I don't have to use terms like GL and VGL and AFQCL. Like I like it's nice that I don't have to use those. Well, it's nice for you. It's archaic to me. I'm glad that you're on board with this new wave dictionary. You know, like, that's really good. Are you this... drinking a diet cherry Dr. Pepper? 
guess. Wow, all we'll right. Be. Well, I guess we're going to drink a Diet Cherry Dr. Pepper. Somebody on, told me that this mixed really well with Fireball Whiskey. On episode 102 of Unqualifying Gamers. What? Really? Fireball is Whiskey is not need to be... Have you never had Fireball Whiskey? No, I have. My wife bought a giant bottle of it for no reason. She was like at the store and she was like, so do you want Fireball Whiskey? And I'm like, you know, like kids shoot that. And she said, yeah, should we try it? And I said, okay. So we, now we've got this giant bottle of Fireball Whiskey. Neither of us have drank any of it. I mean, it is really easy to do shots of Fireball Whiskey without a chaser. I, have, I haven't done a shot since, like, my wedding. Well. That's, how, that's forever ago. Well, the next time Martin, Mar- MartinCon 2015 is going to bring back the shot. It might. It's coming up. It's coming up faster than you can possibly imagine. It is. So, listener, if you're uninitiated or one of the, th- the three listeners who does not attend MartinCon, MartinCon is not really a convention. It's when John invites, like, three of his friends up to Minnesota because he lives in a tundra north of the wall, and it's impossible for anyone to ever go up and visit him. So once, once a year for two to three days, he actually has free time, and I play board games. And we make videos sometimes. It's actually incredibly easy to come up and visit me. Yeah, it actually is. It's really easy to get up here. It's literally like 40 bucks a plane ticket. It is. It's like it's it's incredibly cheap to get up here. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a complete lie. I have no motivation, frankly. Yeah, nor desire to. And I really don't have a desire to see you much either. It's just that you tend to come with other people. I mean, your wife is really good at cooking. Like, she makes us delicious food. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's yeah. great. Like she is like it's like A plus treatment from her, but then I have to deal with you and that's where You know, we have a lot to talk about about video games. Like we Our, both, we both played video games. We did, we did. You know, I have a show and tell before we get into all the video. Well, okay. There's just so many things to do. It's it's. I'm outrageous. ready to be show. I'm ready to be shown and possibly told. Well, I okay. Well, because before we delve into what we've been playing this week, let's talk a bit about what's been up, yo, lately. Like any big, no big news in your life, right? I mean, you just pretty much. Suck. Uh, other than we booked Martin Cons, so that was nice. Uh, listener, if you remember, like episode ninety-ish, ninety-ish, it was actually probably even before that. I talked about the destruction that was my basement, the destruction of my basement that is finally coming to a close. Like the bathroom is being completed at the end of this week, and the nightmare will be put behind us. So that's a big thing. Um. But otherwise, no. Nothing new. Well, me neither. Uh, I mean, I I plan to explore a lucrative career in dumpster diving as soon as the weather becomes tolerable enough. Yeah, you, you mentioned that before the show, and I still don't know... I still don't know about that. Yeah, so, yeah, go to Wired. Just Google Wired Dumpster Diving. Or check the show notes on this episode, and uh, there's a really interesting, excellent article with security specialist Matt Malone, who was also on my uh, WGN radio show this week, 
And um, it's really fascinating, the things you can find in dumpsters. And I'm not just talking food. I'm talking, like, literally, like, computers. Like, human bodies? Like, and human bodies, but also, like, computers. Has he, has he found any of those? Uh, you know, I haven't. I didn't ask, actually. I, da- I would imagine that would have come up in the conversation. But yeah, it's really... You can find babies in there. You, so. Well, right. I mean, that's where they belong. <sighs> Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was really interesting, and I, I actually legitimately do want to go dumpster diving sometime. So there's that uh, little thing. But things, some things, something old, something new. Ha, 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 ha. There is a thing that I paid money for, and it, this, is a, this is actually an exclusive Unqualified Gamer's first debut. And our YouTube audience is going to enjoy this much more than our um, audio listeners, but you'll have to narrate it. Are you ready for this, Jonathan? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to be looking at. So this is going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be great. A thing came in the mail today that I ordered, and it was released today on this date. I believe is is its like street date, and I'm going to unbox it right here. And I'm going to show you how I unbox things. Are you ready? Okay. Guess what it is. Okay, so that's I can't. I, I don't know. I think it probably has something to do with video games, I would think. It does. Here it comes. It's coming up on the screen. Get ready. <gasps> do, 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 do. It's okay. the Toon Link Amiibo. What is that for the listener, John? How audio. many Amiibo do you have now? Uh, is, it, is, the, is the plural of Amiibo Amiibo? It is Amiibo, actually. Okay, so how many Amiibo do you have now? I don't know. Uh, I'll get to that when we talk about a certain game later <laughs> that I won't spoil. All right, but here's what I do. So I, I do open these because I do. So I kind of like, I kind of fold over the top here, and I just got to, you got to peel the top off real carefully, right? Like very, very carefully. I just want to get inside this seam on the top. This is the most riveting thing we've ever done. And then see, once you get inside that little, that little pane over here, if you, if you, if you just, just the edge, just the tip, you just slide your finger in the tip on the side and I'm opening it. All right. But this is, this is, there is an actual art to this. I know because I unboxed four other Amiibo before we started recording. You don't know if I'm kidding, but you will. Um, so slide it and then along one of the creases eventually you'll be able to stick your finger in it on top of the uh the color part see look at that like i didn't rip off everything so what i can do is i can now get in the seam this way which is the ideal preferred way to do it and then you rip it this way so what happens is it creates this creates a, an alternate reality right so now when you fold it forward the uh, the original box, the flat part, is still flat. You'll have to. Sir, do you do you keep these boxes? I do. I do keep these boxes. And then what I do is I pop out, pop out this little effer. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and there he is. There he is. Ha! That that was Toon Link screaming. Ha! Looks really cool, actually. It's a cool little Toon Link there. I don't know how to get my camera to focus, so it's not going to look good to you, but it looks good to me. So, maybe if I slowly... So that's Toon Link, and he's going to get me unlocks in Hyrule Warriors, and it's going to make me real happy. And there is your first ever live Unqualified Gamers unboxing uh, during an episode. And then actually, I stick that little deal back in the thing, fold it back up. Look, it looks like I never opened it, except that there's no figure inside. 
And then I line it up on my shelf. You you line up empty boxes on your shelf? Yeah, I have four. Uh, well, I don't know. I'll tell you how many. You almost tricked me. I have a certain number that are I didn't. Visible. I don't care. How, well, part of me cares for like this morbid, hate-filled curiosity as to how many empty boxes you have on your shelf. But why would you keep empty boxes on well, the Well, because they look really good. Nintendo works very hard on their packaging, and I like to appreciate that. I'm also the kind of guy who, when opening Christmas presents or birthday presents, like, I'll, I'll rip open the seams where the tape is, but I won't, like, rip the wrapping paper in the middle. That just bothers me. Okay, no, I get that. I mean, that's fine. Like, I understand that. But, like, now you've got a bunch of empty boxes on your shelf. Like, why even open it in the first place? Well, because they're colorful and because by opening it, you unlock the potential of the Amiibo, right? So, like, if I look at the back of this box, it says, Battle with Amiibo in Super Smash Bros. for YU. And what I can do with that is I can train Amiibo. I can name him and I can train him. And then you can also look for an icon. It instructs me on the back of the box, and that's how I'm good at following instructions. It says, look for the icon on Amiibo-compatible games. And that's, would you, ah, there we go. Look for the icon on Amiibo-compatible games. And what that means there is that you should look for the icon on Amiibo-compatible games, and it will uh, allow you to compatibilize and unlock... Up to level 50 in Smash Brothers. I bet they'll release a patch in Smash Brothers for Wii U that allows you to surpass level 50, but that's that's another first. A first-time prediction here at UnqualifiedGamers.com. So how much did you pay for that? It was like 12 bucks or whatever, 13 whatever the rate is. $13, and that's like the standard rate for one of those. But it's like things. an action figure. Like, it's cool. No, but it, 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 it does, there are no actions. It does zero actions. It does actions in-game, Jonathan. It doesn't need to move physically. It does not do an action in a game. It unlocks something when you put it to your pad. That's not an action. Also, you can train it. I may train my Toon Link now to fight, and I will name him probably after a professional wrestler. I, I'm not sure which one yet. Not Hornswoggle. Please, listener, do not recommend that I name him Hornswoggle or I will hate you. Um, I don't know what I'm going to name him, actually. He's got a hair. i got to get that off. So, But I'm going I'm to name him something. See, I named Samus Aaron Seamus, right? And I named Link Edge because Edge, like, his sword and, like, the wrestler Edge. So I have Seamus and Edge. That's And I hate Seamus the wrestler, but Seamus the Samus Aaron amiibo is pretty sweet. And then I have some other amiibo that'll make their debut uh, in this episode uh, once we get to talking about Hyrule Warriors. You don't know how much I hate you right now. How much do you hate me right now? It's, like, the most. On a scale it's, of one to amiibo. It's like the most. It's like the most. On a scale of one to Amiibo. The most. Speaking of Hyrule Warriors, seamless transition, I know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, this this episode is like the most vitriolic episode I can possibly imagine. It's like your From that particular opening to me talking about Hyrule Warriors, which I bought. Yes! It's like... Yes! It's like the worst of all worlds. 
It's the worst of all worlds. So I yes, I bought Hyrule Warriors, and I bought it because I. You were drunk. I, I wasn't because I had to drive there. So unless I was horribly irresponsible, I wasn't drunk. No, you, you drove had, to Amazon. I had a gift card to GameStop, and that that kind of tempered because I wasn't going to use it. I wasn't going to like use it for anything else. The only other thing I would have done would have been trade in my gift card for a Steam gift card, which I've done before. So that was like the only other thing that I would have done with it, which was could have been a better decision with my money. But but that being said, I've got a ton of Steam games that I haven't played, and I've already played a lot of Hyrule Warriors, so I've already gotten more out of that than I have out of some of my other Steam purchases. Regardless, I bought Hyrule Warriors, um, and I started playing that. I'm, I don't know, like six or six seven levels in maybe to the story mode, legend mode, or whatever it's called. And I've talked about Dynasty Warriors before. And I, I've i talked about how, like, I have fond memories of it, even though I recognize that it's not a good game, right? What do you mean by not a good game? If you have fun, I mean... If you give me some time, I'll explain what I'm talking about. And the analogies will make it clear. So I have fond memories of... Dynasty Wars, even though it's not a good game, right? Uh, but I was like, this, and I don't have like, I don't have a, I don't have this affinity to the Zelda franchise like many people do. Other than Link to the Past, which is one of, legitimately, I feel like that is one of the best games ever made. Like, I haven't felt that way about another Zelda game that I've played. And I've played pretty much all of them, Right. There are a couple that I... Well, that's not true. I've played maybe half of them, if you include, like, all of the Game Boy ones. So, like, I don't have this this ultra-affinity for Zelda that a lot of people do. But, that being said, I just thought it would be, like, again, a good game for when I'm exercising, which, to be honest, has been, like, exclusively the time that I've played this game, which is, like, when I'm biking. Because it's... That's the thing about this game, is it is... It's basically mindless. Like, the actual playing of the game is mindless. But you sold this game short when you explained it. Because there is a significant amount of decision-making in the game as to where you are going to go do this mindless act of killing everything that's there. Because that is literally all you are doing. You are running from just these giant armies of enemies to giant armies of enemies. And if you want to kill everything... (laughs) Like, everything. Do you want to kill everything? Is there, like, a bomb plant next to you that you want to kill? Because you can do that. You can kill it in this game. And you should. You should kill everything. And Dynasty Warriors does this thing where it takes, like... And again, we're talking about Hyrule Warriors here. I'm going to kind of use them interchangeably. But it's always done this thing where it kind of takes, like, an action combat genre thing. And it just amps it up to the 1,000th degree. So, like... In Zelda, like in a traditional Zelda game, you have bombs and you like lay a bomb and you wait like three seconds and the bomb explodes and it can, you know, you can use that to unveil, un- to unveil like a, a, a secret passage or um, a staircase down or, or rubies in a rock or whatever. So Dynasty Warrior says, okay, I see your bomb and I raise you 8,000 bombs because when you hit the bomb button, you don't just throw a bomb. You don't just set a bomb down like in Zelda. No, you throw you throw like 10 bombs all at once. You're just like, here's all of the bombs. I'll throw all the bombs. And then you can get a bomb power-up that throws a bomb that's like eight size the times of your body and just kills everything. Like it just, it, 
takes everything to the nth degree, right? But that decision-making, like you legitimately... So Cody did not explain or describe when he first talked about Zal- about Hyrule Warriors or Dynasty Warriors for that matter. He didn't describe that there's like, there's a strategy, there's like a real-time strategy map going on at the same time where there are outposts that you can take by killing the outpost leader and that actually makes troops spawn for your side of your army. And you can also take bases, which also make troops spawn for your side of your army. And there's this push and pull throughout the course of basically all of the maps where enemies are taking your outposts and your bases, and you are taking enemies' outposts and bases. And who's ever doing that kind of more efficiently and faster is making kind of like the tide of, you know, your color move across the map. And you do it's a map control game at its heart. But you're doing that on the battlefield with your individual person. So you're doing that as you're doing that as Link, or you're doing that as Phi, or you're doing that as Impa, right? Um, and so, like, you can get caught up when you're running from area to area, because there's just swarms of enemies everywhere. If, if you're fighting in an area where there's no objective there, basically you're wasting time. And it's kind of pointless to do that, right? Well, it's not entirely pointless. You're still building up your stockades of points where you're generating troops not if there's not an outpost there oh there's no oh yeah if there's no outpost or like like if you're literally just running through a field and there's nothing there but there's a giant army of people like it you pretty much need to not fight them yeah you need to run past them and go to a place where there is some sort of objective so like there really is there really is like a there's some sort of strategic element there the big problem being that like there's no challenge in the actual gameplay like literally there's like no there's no challenge in it you kill everything you kill everything in one combo you kill an outpost guard boss like the the guy that is guarding the outpost to allow your side to to can take control of the outpost to make your troops spawn there he literally dies in a single combo from any of the characters i've played so far that's i mean that's crazy like there's there's nothing there and there's no like like they don't have any kind of complicated ai to fight back in any interesting way at all. Nothing has had one so far. Not even the bosses, which I appreciate that there are at least bosses in this, but the majority of the boss battles can just be boiled down to dodge out of the way a bunch of times and then attack a bunch, right? Like, that's pretty much what it ends up boiling down to. Isn't that what life could be boiled down to? That being said, I'm actually having fun playing the game because of that little bit of decision-making and because, like, when... When, like, your your troops are dumb as f***. They cannot do anything. And that's that, that holds true for all Dynasty Warriors games, right? So, like, if you are not there fighting the enemy, your troops are dead. They're going to die. Because they're dumb. Because they don't know how to fight, right? So, I, I like, I get them taking this base, and it's all awesome. And I'm like, all right, guys, you got this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, we got this, we got this. And I run away, and... Five minutes later, it's like, oh, I'm in trouble. I need help at that base that I literally just conquered because they don't know how to fight. They don't know how to do anything. So there's there's a bit of stress that can be enjoyable from having to be at multiple points on the map at once, if that makes sense. So like the actual like playing the game may not be the most fun, 
But like the stress of needing to juggle multiple things at the same time to me can be fun. Does that make sense? It does. I get now, exactly what you're. Oh, go. Now I said that this is not a good game because it's not a good game. But that doesn't mean that it can't be a fun game. This is a game that is more fun than it is good. Well, all right, and, well, I, okay. and I can't take credit for that. I can't take credit for that because I heard that on another podcast. But it is more fun than it is good. And I liken it to the stereotypical summer blockbuster picture. Let's take Independence Day. Let's take Independence Day. Independence Day has Will Smith opening an alien ship and saying, welcome to Earth, as he punches an alien in the face. And it's the dumbest, most fun like movie you're going to go see, right? Like, it's stupid and it's fun. It's not going to win any Academy Awards. You know, that is the second Independence Day reference I've heard in the last hour, literally, you know, legitimately. I believe you because most good things reference Independence Day. That's not accurate. There's no Godwin's so, Law for Independence Day. It has a Bill Pullman speech that is, if you take any amount of scrutiny to that speech, it is the dumbest speech ever. But if you just take it for its ridiculous rhetoric and hyperbole, it is the best jack you up, pump you up speech you will ever hear in a movie. So go listen to Bill Pullman's speech from Independence Day if you haven't in a while. I don't however, know who Bill how, Pullman is. However, however, he's, he's Lone Star. Oh, he's in that movie? Yeah, he's the president of the United States of America. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Because the USA is amazing, is what I learned from that movie. Okay. Anyway, anyway, that is what Hyrule Warriors is. It's not going to win any awards for, like, best game. It doesn't have best anything. But it's fun to play. And just like going to see some of those summer blockbuster movies are fun to go see. And, like, I'm willing to pay money to go see them because you just, like, turn your brain off and you go for a ride for a while and it's fun. That is what Hyrule Warriors is. You turn your brain off. You go for a ride. It's It's got fun graphics. There's you, – you, you feel like, like, the most powerful person ever in – in an action game because you're you're literally like you you finish a level and you've killed three thousand enemies three th- in 15 minutes in 15 to 20 minutes you have somehow managed to kill three thousand enemies let like think about that think about the pace at which you have to kill things to kill three thousand enemies in 20 minutes it is outrageous but it is awesome like it's 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 awesome to just see everything dying. Everything everything is dying. Everything dies. It all dies. Everything dies. And then you win. And you like unlock some stuff. And it's stuff that really doesn't matter because you're going to kill everything regardless of what you're using. You unlock like a new weapon and it's got eight more damage. And that's fine. I can equip it. And you equip it. And then you kill everything the same. Everything dies in the exact same speed. And it's still awesome. It's There's giant explosions everywhere. That's That is what this game is. It's the summer. It's like the it's the summer blockbuster movie, and you don't go to the Academy Awards. You don't see it at the Academy Awards. You don't see it at the Oscars, but it like it's the it's it's the movie you like come back to to turn your brain off and have fun. That's what this game is, and there, it to, it totally has a place. It's got a place in the pantheon of video games. It, it's just not it's not a it's not like a masterpiece. Like there's 
There's no masterpiece in this game. But you were having fun. I am. Like I said, it's more fun than it is good. And that's fine. There's something to be said for that, though. I mean, there I... is. There is. Like, you don't watch Schindler's List and get super excited about all the explosions and all the dying Jews. That's not why you watch Schindler's List. Like, Schindler's List is... it. It's, it's far more engaging and emotional. And it's... Like, that's... I don't think there were explosions in Schindler's List. The point is, is that, like, there are movies that are incredibly artistic, that are considered very good movies that aren't necessarily fun to watch. Like, Requiem for a Dream is not an enjoyable movie to watch for me. I've watched that movie many, many, many times. I don't enjoy it. It makes me feel very not good. But I like it for the... I like it for the like the way that it's made. It's just is this game is not artistic. It's not artistic, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Nothing. There's nothing artistic about it. You kill 3000 enemies in 20 minutes. There's nothing artistic, but it's fun. Kind of like the opposite of The Last of Us a little bit. And The Last of Us was fun enough, but I mean you never played it so you can't relate, but but like I thought The Last of Us in terms of story and pace and atmosphere was a masterpiece. That's why I won Game of the Year from literally everyone yeah. in 2013. But in terms of like fun, sheer fun, like the gameplay gets knocked a lot for being a bit repetitive. It's not particularly over the top. I mean, yeah, you kill some zombies, but I don't know. There, there's, it's not a perfect game. I mean, there is no perfect game really, except for right. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. But um, but this isn't a bad game. You would you wouldn't say it's a bad game because I think that some of the value of a game inherently is derived from its funness right it's so it's it's not like a well-crafted no it's well-crafted so that it's got great like production value like it's obvious that it's obvious that they took that it's koei right it's obvious that koei put a lot of time into making it, it the zelda universe and like the levels are beautiful and the the game looks great it's got high production value and it would because Nintendo wouldn't allow the Zelda name to be on anything with a low production value. But the game is just, it's not a good game. And I don't know how else to explain it because I just spent 15 minutes explaining it. <laughs> but it's not a good game. But it's a fun game. But it's not a bad game. Inherently because it's a fun game. Independence Day is a bad movie. But it's a fun movie. But it's a bad movie. But I don't think Hyrule Warriors is a bad game. I think it's probably a bad game, but it's a fun game. Then why do I have $100 worth of Amiibo figurines sitting around my apartment to unlock more stuff in it? Because something is horribly wrong with you. There's an addictive element to Hyrule Warriors. There's so much to unlock. I agree. It's not even just that. It's just that, like, the, the act of slaughtering... Thousands of innocent... I'm sorry, they're not innocent. Thousands of enemies is... It's appealing. Like, it's like it's fun just to be... It's fun to be the guy. It's fun to be G- Jesus. Jesus couldn't fight as well as Link does in some of these battlefields. Seriously. When I'm when I'm playing as Link. Like, I, I think I'm out, outpacing Jesus in the terms of... In, in just the number of things that are, are dying. Right on the battlefield. So well, Jesus wasn't well known for killing hordes of creatures. I don't think. I might be mistaking him um, for the three hundred Spartans, 
I get those two confused. Yeah, probably. you might be. They all have long hair, so I or Roman Reigns. You may also get them confused with Roman Reigns. I get confused. I do. I do get confused with him too. Uh, no, I, like legitimately, I think it's acceptable to say that this is a bad game. I don't that think a, that it is, but that it's a fun game. I do. I really do. I think I you're think wrong. That's and that's fine. You you are entitled to be wrong. That's fine. But it's, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're me. entitled to your opinion. That came out it's Freudian slip. Um, yeah, I, like it's just, and maybe it gets better, but it doesn't. I know because I played Dynasty Warriors games. I know there's literally nothing different that's going to happen in this game. Any battlefield I'm going to go into, I'm going to s- slaughter everything, and that's fine because it's it's kind of fun to do that. And I'm going to unlock some stuff that's not going to make a difference. And that's great. I mean, that's a thing. But, that's but a the thing. strategy will get more difficult. No, this, the, vari- the, the reason why the game is fun is because they give you a large variety of, of heroes from which to, to play from. And they all, they all kill everything, okay? So, like, every character is going to kill everything. That is standard between the characters of this game. What is different is the way that they basically the way that they move so you like have to get there is there there is definitely some um some technique to using the different characters because some kind of like like link is very like i hit the button and the sword swings and i hit the button and the sword swings like and everything in front of me dies so like he's pretty he's pretty he's probably one of the easiest characters to use because basically just everything in front of you dies if it's in front of you it's gonna die when you hit the button Fi, for instance she's this blue sword robot she's the spirit of the skyward sword from the legend of zelda skyward sword which i have reviewed and you have not played so she kind of like when she does her basic attack, she like spins around in it almost she almost like spins around in circles. So she like covers this very large area, and so you have to kind of know where to like where to fight and like how to move with these people in combat, and then like what each of their combos do with the different weapons that they have. And not only are there different characters, like a lot of different characters from which you can choose, but they each have different weapons, and they all handle differently. So there's like a different they all every character like at least feels very different. So you can keep the game pretty fresh because you're literally always just going to kill everything. Like, that's going to be the gameplay every time you go in. It's just, how do you kill everything? Do I kill everything with this giant magic staff? Do I kill everything with this giant magic sword? Do I kill everything with this giant magic textbook? I don't know. I just want to kill everything. And that's what you do. Well, I'm about to prove you wrong live on this episode of Unqualified Gamers. Are you ready for this? No, I don't. I'm going to prove to you that spending more money makes games more funner. I didn't even say that. All right, so check this out. So I've got uh, I've got my handy dandy. uh, I didn't say anything about spending money. Wii U gamepad with Hyrule Warriors on it. Allow me to demonstrate something called putting my Link amiibo against my gamepad. You know what I just got, John? I just got a Triforce Spinner. An ancient machine designed to float over land, use a strong attack to deploy the spinner, and then follow up with various types of combos to turn your enemy's worlds upside down. 
Now, Pinteresting. Let's see what Seamus can do for me. I just put Samus Aaron against it, and I was given weapon obtained, Epona of Time. Hmm. Link's beloved steed and most faithful companion. When the gauge is full, charge ahead with a strong attack. You can also charge by holding X at the end of a combo attack. Hmm. I just paid $13 for Toon Link, and I have not yet utilized him. Let's find out what Toon Link brings to the game. Another Epona of Time. But this one is probably better than the other one. Well, we have some special guests today, Jonathan. We have some special guests. And one of them is, oh, who's this? Is this a new challenger approaches? It's Princess Zelda from The Legend of Zelda. Princess Zelda, what have you to offer me in this game of Hyrule Warriors? Weapon obtained Royal Dominion Rod. Sounds kinky. Somebody's been watching Fifty Shades of Grey. A mysterious rod with the ability to command stone statues. Use a strong attack to control a statue and then lead it to battle with combo attacks. I did not have one of those before. I'm impressed. And uh, guess what? Just for... Just... 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 Just cause, John. I got one more amiibo. Guess which one? Is it a is it is it a bagel? So long, eh, Bowser. It's Bowser because he's awesome. Let's see what Bowser has to say about Hyrule Warriors. Weapon obtained: Mirror of Twilight, a sacred treasure that amplifies twilight magic and can summon objects from the twilight realm. Its powerful strong attack takes a long time to cast, though filling up the twilight gauge speeds it up. Back to you, John. That was really good. I got four weapons. That only cost me like 50-some dollars. I want you to know... I want you to know... The... The... I would have given anything for you to unlock four opponents of time. I want you to know that I would give... I would give up video games for a month for you to have... Put every amiibo on there and unlocked an opponent of time. Look, I don't know what anything you just unlocked does. All I know is that you're gonna you're gonna get into the game and you're probably gonna kill everything. You're probably gonna kill. It doesn't matter what weapon you're using. Everything is going to die and you're gonna win. That's all. That's probably what's gonna happen. Am I am I close? Yeah, but I'm gonna do it in different ways now. Okay, great. That sounds great. That's perfect. That's great. Look, I'm gonna keep playing this game. It's a fun it's a fun game again. It's not a good game. It's a fun game. It's not a good game. Well, you are entitled to your opinion no matter how wrong it may be. I am uh, strategically lining up my amiibo behind me so that you can vaguely see it on the couch behind I me. I sure I sure hope you unlock some more opponents of time. I do as well. I do as well. Well, I feel good about my amiibo purchases. I feel, I feel what I, what I, you know, they're gonna, they're motivating me to play a lot more Smash Brothers for Wii U, which I haven't lately, but, you know, there will be times when I want to play it, and as I do that, I will be able to train them as amiibo of my own, and it will be special. That's good, because we should really, we should really view this hobby of ours as commitments. Like, we, like, like, you know, 
there's there's an obligation for you to play Super Smash Brothers Brawl or Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, even if you don't want to. Like there's there's an obligation there. No, don't you they think? are like Tamagotchi. Don't you, don't you think? No, what I'm saying is when I have the onus to play Smash Brothers for Wii U, mm-hmm. I'm not going to start playing and be like, well, what can I unlock now? Hmm. But instead, I will be training amiibo who are like pets. They're like my friends. They're like my only friends. And they're all behind me. Maybe the saddest thing you've ever said. So there's that. I wish this six-foot-tall guy from Tekken was an amiibo. You should try putting him up to the Wii U gamepad. I wonder if he would unlock something. No, he didn't. Okay. Well, Well, it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot, absolutely. Well... I disagree with you that it's a bad game. I'm still quite addicted. I didn't even realize... like, So I got the, the, the massive DLC pack with all the DLC content, and I had all these new characters. I didn't even realize there were still four characters in the adventure mode map that you can unlock like in the main game. And I've started playing through the adventure mode map, and I'm getting them. And you know, our friend Blake said that he wouldn't... Like, he's like, I'm not going to get everything in adventure mode. That would take forever. Blah, blah, blah. It's not... It doesn't. It really... Like, it doesn't. It, like, there, there is a... In order for you to get every item from every level, like, yeah, that might be a bit much. But honestly, in terms of unlocking, I've got maybe half the map unlocked. Maybe a third. And, you know, maybe five, six hours. I mean, yeah, it'll take you 30 or 40 hours to get through. But it's it's not like an absurd amount and you're playing as different characters in most of these levels um either by obligation or not what i what i failed to disclose on my initial review of hyrule warriors was our friend blake that called the game a bit repetitive only played as link which is idiocy and i've told him this and i'm like what is what the hell is wrong with you so yeah if you're doing that and you want to unlock every single thing with just link it's gonna suck but yeah, this is not like a fighting game where you need to really master a single character in order to really reach their full potential. You pretty much reach every character's full potential by hitting B about six times. It's like Smash right? Brothers. So then how that, is this game so much worse than Smash Brothers? Because in that regard, it's like Smash Brothers. This isn't even a conversation worth having. So what did you... I can't even believe you would say that. What did you play? What did you play? I can't really either. Um... I, I, well, uh, the title of this episode, at least as of this recording, I may change it later, includes the phrase role reversal. So this is, this is shocking. So John is playing a game that I have recently reviewed and I have begun playing a game. Oh, actually there's a, there's a transition here that I need to get to. Um, I've started playing a game that John has played before. I do want to say one thing about Hyrule Warriors that bothers me. So, um... So my girlfriend spends a lot of time in my apartment and we've been, we've, we, she's only known, we've only known each other like four or five months. Right. And she, she (laughs) didn't grow up with video games. So I decided to turn on Hyrule Warriors and I go into a level of the DLC. I mentioned there's a whole side storyline where you play as Sia, the villain, and you go through like five or six levels from her perspective. So... I'm at the I'm at the like weird uh the weird voiceover before the level where it's like Sia it's like some woman says random it, it, some woman narrates the story I don't understand why I already said that that it just feels weirdly out of place to me but it's fine so she's like Sia 
took her soldiers and went to Hyrule, hoping to get the Triforce from Ganon. And like, it's whatever. Um, but during this, it's showing Sia, who has gigantic breasts. It's it's ridiculous. It's like it is cartoonishly large. They are. They are ridiculous. And you know, like a a kind of corset with like a slit down the middle. Yeah, her yeah, her outfit is absolutely outrageous. It is completely unnecessary. She's like, so my girlfriend was like on the computer reading something, or like went in the next room, and she comes back in and she just goes, "What the hell is this?" And like, not in like a. Not in like a bitchy way or anything, but just not in like an accusatory way. Not just really in like a, a more, more like in like a true exclamation of of wonderment, right? And at the same time, uh, like a I, I don't want to say a tinge of judgment because she's a very very non judgmental person, but I felt perhaps I ascribed it to her just being used to the way people are most of the time. Uh, took it as somewhat judgmental. It, it's it's like. It's. I was like, she's the villain. I'm just playing as her. Yeah, the art style's over the top. It's. It's. She just kind of like gave me a little shit about it. But I. She had a point. Like, why does this woman need gigantic breasts? She doesn't. And like this, no clothing. The, like, what does that add to anyone's experience? And it like. Y- if you're a 13 year old boy, it adds to your experience. Does it? Do you remember when you were a 13 year old boy? Yes. I that guess. absolutely that absolutely adds to the experience. But I don't know. I just you know, we don't we don't. Get a, that's such a small segment of the population, though, isn't it? Don't you think? Yes, that, I do. I think it's I think it's silly. We do, we don't really get into like the issues on this podcast very often, but like you know, you've got your Nita Sarkeesians and your uh, your. Your people pushing towards more equality in gaming, or whoever it is, or whatever, and and a lot of times there's there's a lot of people that are full of crap, and I don't necessarily agree, but like moments like that where it's like I just want to sit and relax and play a game, and my girlfriend just happens to walk in and see this like outrageously underdressed woman that's just blatantly sexualized in a Zelda game of all things, of all things, a Zelda game, like. She she made some joke about Zelda games, and I was just like, no, 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 no. This is a Dynasty Warriors game using the Zelda license. This is not a Zelda game. Yeah. It does not give a good impression. It's, but it just, it puts gamers like you and me in this position where it's just like, like, really? Like, really, developers? Do you really need Sia to have giant boobs? Is that going to sell more copies? Like, what does that do to anyone I, other than I make don't... women feel like, what the hell? I exactly listen. I don't have an answer for you. I don't know why it is still necessary. I I don't. It. I think it was a bigger selling point, or it would have been a been a bigger selling point twenty years ago, when there, you know, twenty years ago the average age of the of gamers basically it was all men, like all men, men were the only ones playing video games. And the age range was much lower. It was probably in, like, the 10 to 25 range. But that's just not the case anymore. Like, gamers are now... I think I think still the people that play, like, the hardest of the hardcore games in general are men. But there are many more women that game now. And the average age of them is far higher. It's, you know, it's, it's, in, the 20, it's in the mid-20s to 30s is, like, your average age of a gamer now. So... I don't know. I don't know who it's for anymore. 
I have no idea who that's for. I really don't. I don't have an answer for you. It, it was upsetting. Um, and I'm not usually critical of that kind of thing. But now that I've been put in an environment where... I mean, it's like, I am now an ambassador of video games to my girlfriend. Like, because she doesn't... It's not a part of... Like, there's not a world she knows anything about. Right. And it does, that doesn't exactly give the best impression if that's just what she walks in and sees right, exactly for, for no reason exactly it, it doesn't add anything it's 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 so inconsequential to the game and it's it's like and i'm not chastising specifically koei for doing this because that that's kind of a thing that they're known for and maybe they're just so used to doing it they didn't even think about it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call out any particular companies but but in general this just isn't a thing that needs to happen and there's even a way to make women, like, look sexy in games without, like, that, you know? Like, the women in, in Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft, aren't exactly clad in turtlenecks and long pants, but, like, it's at least, like, somewhat appropriate to the context of that fantasy world, you know? It's it's just, it was annoying. It was really annoying. Um, I, I believe you. That that happened to be you. the first impression. Like I said, like, she, she I mean, it's fine now. Uh, but um, that uh, is tra- segues into what I played. I mentioned I played a game that John had played. So I have I have a lot of games that um, I don't know anything about, like some Steam games like Transistor. I don't know anything about that. Um, and I have some other games that I do know about, and they're more action-packed games. So they're more blockbustery. They're more shoot 'em up kind of games. And I didn't want to, like, I, I wanted to start a game that I could play around her that would show her maybe the more intelligent side of video games. I actually was lamenting. Or quite, even maybe the more creative side. Intelligent, uh, creative, intellectual, like, classy, yeah. anything, any of a number of things. Like, I actually was lamenting quite heavily that I that she wasn't around when I was playing Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Returns last year. Because although Boona Velza is in that game... And it's a little over the top ludicrous. There is still like full spoken dialogue and a phenomenal soundtrack, like kind of an interesting story, um, like very in depth and involved. Like that would be the kind of thing that's like, oh, okay, cool, cool video game. Um, well, I didn't. I'm looking through my library and the games I haven't played and thinking about playing. And what do I land on? What did I download on my PlayStation Three like six months ago or more? When it was like on sale for six dollars or whatever. Yeah, it was on sale for six dollars or something insane. Uh, but I had Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch, which is a JRPG that John reviewed in episode fifty something, I think. So it's like a year ago you reviewed it. It was a while ago. It, it also a, made my top five list of that year. It did make your top five list of, of twenty thirteen. So, um, so I figure I've got this game. I know it's a JRPG. John mentioned that it's very clever. Generally. Role-playing games or JRPGs are going to show a bit more depth of story because they're role-playing games. They're playing a role. They're storyline-driven, or at least story is, like, an important factor. So I started playing Nino Kuni, and I got, like, uh, three or four or five hours into it. I'm not really, not really sure. But uh, I like it so far. It's good. And I... Between this game and Hyrule Warriors, I was—I I think I've—I mean, well, I've always—I've always admitted this. You are better at explaining video games than I am. But, and this was funny to me because 
as I played, I remembered everything you said about this game, and it was all completely true. Like, for example, the first place you go to is the, the castle's, like, Ding Dong Castle or something. Ding Dong Dell. Ding Dong Dell, right? And I remember specifically in your review, you said everything has silly names like Ding Dong Dell or Deep Dark Woods or whatever. That's true. Um, I mean, it's very, it's very like whimsical. It's very like, whimsical fairy tale. Yeah, like, like exactly. Like you are. I mean, the the game is telling the story of this like ten year. He's he's about ten, right? He may even be less than that. He may be like eight. You're like the game is telling the story of this very young boy. And this like crazy magical adventure that he goes on. So it's like it it totally makes sense that the world is as whimsical as it is. Yeah. So that's one of the things. Uh, another thing is you you compared some of the like the familiar system. You get a familiar and you train it kind of like a Pokemon. You had mentioned mm-hmm. that I end up with a familiar. Now I'm training it. It's like oh that's like Pokemon. John was right. Like all these little things. So. Listener, if you if you want a very in-depth review, just go to unqualifiedgamers.com and search for Nino Cooney. It's N-I-N-O-K-U-N-I, Wrath of the White Witch. Um, and, or it's in the episode 50s, like I mentioned. Um, but uh, yeah, Nino Cooney, it's really good. It's, it's a Japanese role-playing game. Uh, and the art direction was done by uh, Hayaku Miyazaki's studio, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. And Studio Ghibli uh, did Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away and other stuff that I don't know the name of. There's a t- they did it. T- I mean, they're, they're the main, the most probably well known. So, yeah. um, very distinct art they did, style. You know, like My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Ponyo. There's a ton. They yeah. did a ton. So if you know anime, you know Miyazaki, so we won't continue. If you don't know anime, you're like, all I hear is Japanese words. So uh, Yeah, and this game probably isn't for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you don't know it. Because like that's like the best thing I think about this game is it literally feels like you're playing a cartoon. I think. I, I thought that the whole time. See, you thought that I... There are, there's a lot of anime interspersed. Like, all the cutscenes are just full anime scenes. Um, they do, tra- they do flow very smoothly with the gameplay. Um, however, the anime scenes are so, the animation is so choppy and so like such, like it's anime. So it's, it's not a very smooth animation style, like, like certain American animation anime tends to skip frames. So like somebody raising their arm is like four frames basically and doesn't animate the entire thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You give me okay, um, so because of that um, contrast with the gameplay being smooth, because it's all polygons moving around, um, I don't find it as totally seamless. But in in terms of the art style, at least anyway, and the way that the visuals look, um, even though they don't move the same way, they still like if you were to look at a still frame, they would they would look seamless. So totally agree with that, and and maybe they did that on purpose to. To kind of separate the cutscenes from the non-cutscenes. I don't know. But uh, but I do like the animation style. It's very bright, very pastel, very like artistic. Um, the dialogue is really great. The voice acting, which I can be a, a big uh, stickler for voice acting. Like It's good voice acting. It's really it well is. done voice acting. Um, it is. And I'm doing the American. I could have done gone Japanese, but I decided to go English. Uh, sub, uh, Mr. Drip, Mr. Drippy, who's like your 
your traveling companion. His English voice is phenomenal. Yeah. It's really good. He's got a Scottish accent. It's Welsh, I think. Is it? Isn't it? Oh, I think it's Welsh. Makes sense. Which is why he kind of has that kind of, that kind of, uh, it almost sounds like a, it almost sounds like, like, like dirty or something. Like it's got just this very, it's, it's a great accent. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think he's Welsh. Yeah, it's different than Scottish. I couldn't put my finger on it, though. Yeah. So. You, like, skip a lot of consonants when you're talking with, like, a Welsh accent sounds like you're skipping consonants. I love it. I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The voices are good. Um, And like John mentioned, you start in the real world. There's a little bit of exposition. And then you meet Mr. Drippy, and he goes straight into this fantasy world. It's very akin to anything in Miyazaki. You know, all the creatures are very fantastical tons of bad puns everywhere uh like the there's a goat enemy called the bartender okay um john has even mentioned this in his review uh of it was uh this cat there's this cat king and you meet it and everyone keeps calling it your meow and he keeps saying things like oh that's a perfect idea and things God, like that I, got, I should i want to play this game again man you're making me want to play it again it's Seriously. it's so hokey and over the top, but it's cute and it's clever and it's uh, it's gotten her a little bit engaged, my girlfriend a little bit engaged. So it's it's nice to be ambassadoring video games a bit. So it's not so like oh here's a one with giant breasts and explosions. Yeah, it's, I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna find any I don't think you're gonna find any sexualized anything in this game. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it seems very sterile, which is fine and good. Um, yeah, it's. So that's good. Uh, yeah, she actually calls Hyrule Warriors the game with explosions and constantly triumphant victory music. Because the Legend of Zelda main theme, which is the menu music, like sounds kind of like victory music. I'm telling you, it's like a summer blockbuster movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I, I'm actually really excited to hear... Like, I really hope you keep playing Nino Kuni because I think just by listening to you talk about it, it's going to make me remember just how wonderful that game really was because it it was really it was it was really for me it was very like transportive like i felt i felt like i was in a different place when i was playing that game because the world was so well realized and just so fantastical like it's actually the same feeling i get whenever i watch any of miyazaki's films like like when i watch spirited away i'm just like i Every time I watch that movie, I just feel like I, I, I feel like I'm in a completely different world. I know like, exactly what you're talking about, and I had never thought of it that way before. Holy crap! Yeah, he just has a he like his studio and his his art like his artistic vision is so like I, it's it's like it's fantasy in a way that like literally nobody else does fantasy, and so. It just feels like a totally different place. I, I love it. Yeah, it's like transportive. That's really interesting. I did not think of that that way. But yeah, um, it, it really honestly does do that. So that's um, that's something kind of cool I'll have to think about now. Um, or not think yes. about because it's so natural, you know? Yeah, but I really hope that you keep playing it because it's. I really do want to hear your perspective on it. I will. My progress is it's going to take a long time, I think, because it now it's become one of those games and I'm only going to play like – when she's around. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, granted, she's around a lot, but uh, 
still that that does like after this episode after we're done recording i'm gonna export some audio files sit down and play hyrule warriors because i'm by myself and i feel like explosions right now mm-hmm. so there's that but uh nino kuni's good it, it seems it seems fun and it'll be it'll be a really good time uh there's one other thing that john and i both played this week we did that we can kind of miniature review we were actually asked by a developer to uh to review this now the developer paid us each five thousand um, dollars mm-hmm. to review it, so um, it is literally the best game I've ever played. Yeah, so it is no, but aside from that, it's the best game we've ever played. So we don't want you to think that that money has influenced our decision, um, but mm-hmm. it's it's the best game ever made, and uh, go buy it. It's 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 free, but then buy everything in it. Yeah, but well, there's no microtransactions, but uh, right. donate PayPal. I'll talk, just do all of it. Donate all of it. Do that, yeah. So actually, we weren't paid for this because who would pay us? It's <laughs> a really good point. It's a sad, sad point. Uh, but we played Samurai Butterfly, which is a mobile game. I'm going to pull it up because I don't know who made it. Do you have any idea who made it? The name of that company is like, is a new, he says it's a new company. It's Alien, Alien... Alien gameplay, alien gameplay, and awesome. it's a mobile game, as I mentioned. Well, you know it's multi-platform because I have an Android, as we all know, and John has stupid iPhones. So, um, alien game, just one. I just have, I just have one iPhone. A- alien one. gameplay, alien gameplay is the name of it. Even mm-hmm. when it's blurry, it's called alien gameplay. I literally just said it. <clears throat> cool. So, it's on both of our devices. Uh, it is Angry Birds, essentially, or an Angry Birds type. I think I think that's probably the easiest way to describe it is it's an Angry Birds clone. But it's not. It's not. Uh, no, there are Angry Birds clones that are literally Angry Birds with a different skin. Yeah, I think that's just a term. Like, I think that's just a term that you use to, when you describe something. But it, 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 I mean, it plays like Angry Birds. So you you are a butterfly that is constantly moving to the right on the screen. And you can tap the button and your butterfly floats a very specific distance up and down. And yeah. then if you hit anything, you die. Right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, now, when you're doing this, uh, it, it's like a level structure. So, um, so you're going through a level. There's spikes on the ground. There's birds flying at you. There's sharp things that you can run into. Um, but the art style is pretty interesting, actually. It's kind of like a cel-shaded, like, very stylized, kind of like the game Limbo, like where there's a lot of things in silhouettes um, in the background. I, actually, everything is a silhouette other than your butterfly. Is that Yeah, that's correct. So so everything's a silhouette. It's got a very, like, grayscale... Um, is a grayscale look other than your butterfly, who is... Uh, who is like brightly colored? And yes, I'm not looking at the camera because I'm I'm playing it because I'm trying to like suck myself back in, and it's not ultra hard. Like what sucks hard about Angry Birds is Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. We, have we been saying Have we been saying Angry Bird this whole time? Uh, did we say Angry Birds? Yeah, I meant Flappy Bird. We if meant we Flappy said Bird. Angry Birds, we meant Flappy Bird. We so meant it, it plays like Flappy Bird. When you tap the screen, it it hops up and down. Hello, camera. You can focus on me now. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, you, 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 you press the screen and 
and you you yeah. uh, and your butterfly hops up and then quickly falls. So you have to tap it again, but you have to do it and again. Avoid birds. Avoid some giant uh, metal spinning like plants and other plants, stuff. things like that. So just um, random stuff, stuff, stuff that both moves and doesn't move. Yes, but there is a sense of progression in the game, and um, and it's not it's not impossible, which is nice, uh, you know. But there are and there are checkpoints. So I've only played like part of the first level or only level or I don't know like I mean I don't really know a ton about the game I, I got to like 11:42 and it gives you like kind of a mile marker kind of idea of of how far you've gotten do you know how far you've gotten John no okay well I have gotten to the the 1781 mark uh and that's how far I got whatever for whatever I mean that, that seems was. impressive Yeah, and it it was funny. I'd blow through like four checkpoints in a row without dying, and then there'd be one, and I would just be stuck for like 10 minutes. Right. It's funny. Actually, the first day I played this game, I played for about 20 minutes, and my review was going to be, this is a very good game, and I hate this game. Yeah, which actually was was what a lot of people said about Flappy Bird. Yeah, but Flappy Bird was was a crappy game, and... People hated that game. People hated that. Like, people hated it so much they kept playing. This game isn't a bad game. It's hated because of the difficulty, but it's, it's like, the art is cool. There's this nice little ambient little music underneath that's kind of nice. Like, there's actual production value, basically. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a totally great little game to pick up and play for five minutes and then be done. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's totally that kind of game, which is exactly what a lot of phone games are. I mean, that is what... So it fills a very specific niche, which if you're taking a poop, it's a fantastic, fantastic way to kill a poop time. Yeah, it is. Kill a poop, kill a poop time. It kill, is. Um, poop, I, I noticed a couple technical issues on the Android side. Um, if I locked my phone screen, sometimes when it woke up, it, it didn't resume the game. Um, and actually, the reason I remember that I got to 1781 is because at that checkpoint, um, I couldn't restart uh, because the second it restarted me i died so it's brutal yeah so that it was brutal i I don't know if that was because of my particular position or if it's a bug they're working on or anything you know i don't know the details but that was kind of a bummer that i that i got that far and that happened but um other than those couple minor issues that'll probably be fixed at some point i'm sure uh it's 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 honestly and i'm not just saying this because we're excited that you know game makers actually asked us to look at something like i don't know i downloaded it, i played it the first time i wanted it i was like screw this game i want to throw my phone the second time i just played for a couple minutes but then like the last time i played i was on the train and i played for like 20 minutes straight and i was just like yeah okay okay yeah it's you know it's like john said it's it's very formulaic it's very uh flappy bird just tap the screen and hop but but like i said it's it's the art's cute and the whatever and it just runs an ad every few times you die you can close it right away. It's it's not a big deal. So uh, no microtransactions, and, and it's free. Yeah. So what the hell? So whatever you got, uh, you might want to check out Samurai Butterfly. And uh, on the vein of Flappy Bird, I did actually want to um, to talk about one other game that's on my phone. If I can, I don't even remember the name of it. Oh God, it's called Flappy Fish. <laughs> I don't remember how I found this or why. Um, I don't know what I'm. Sounds good. Flappy Fish Surge. So if you're watching on YouTube, eventually my um, camera will focus, and you'll be able to see Flappy Fish Surge. How is that yeah, spelled? 
S-U-R-E-G-E. That's not how you spell Surge. Yeah, well, it is if you made this app, all right? So it's Flappy Flappy Bird, but there's a twist. I don't know if you're ready for this twist. Is the twist that you're a fish? Uh, no, actually. So it's, it's much deeper than that. It's, it's that you start at the top of the screen. Or you, I'm sorry, you, you, it's upside down. Basically, it's Flappy Bird upside down. Are you kidding me? Uh, no. Uh, but the thing is, they don't, they don't, like, paint the ground. Like, there's no texture on the ground, so you don't know how low you can actually go before you die. Um, this is the worst game I've ever played. This is legitimately the worst game I've ever played. It's you do, you're doing not well. You're not doing very well. Well, that's because I, I'm, I'm looking at the reflection. Like, I'm looking at the, oh, hey, I cleared one. It it borrows sound effects. It borrows borrows sound effects from the Mario Brothers games. Okay. You cannot hit back or exit this game in any other way. It like it doesn't it doesn't work. It's it's so bad. It sounds really good. It's so bad. Don't download Flappy Fish. It is terrible. I left it a one star review in the Google Play Store, which I never do. I never do that with any game. I never leave reviews. I like dude, chose to write dude, out how terrible it is. It's Flappy Surge. What are you gonna do? Flappy Fish Surge. Flappy. It's Flappy Fish Surge. It was horrendous. But uh, if you do want something to kill a little time, check out Samurai Butterfly. I'll keep you posted on Nino Kuni and uh, my amiibo family, my growing amiibo family that I'm ever so proud of. I bought the Bowser amiibo because I was looking at Amazon at prices of various ones. You don't need to justify it to me. It was you 22 spend- cents off, John. 22 you can, cents. You can spend your money however you want and however makes you happy. That's what makes America great. I still think you're fucking crazy. I spent, I saved a, a percent, all right? A whole percent on this game, on this amiibo. So, yeah. so whatever. Anyway. Uh, we'll be back um, next week. Please check us out at unqualifiedgamers.com and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or on the Unqualified Gamers Google Play app. If you want to, if you don't know what a podcast is and you don't know how to listen or whatever, just visit unqualifiedgamers.com slash listen. At the, or at the top of our homepage, there's a little bar that says listen on the right, how to listen. Just click on that and it'll give you all the details. But you can search all our past episodes on our website. We're going to have some more written articles soon. And I finished shooting and mostly editing the video I've been planning on posting for several weeks now. So check our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash unqualifiedpodcast for, uh, for a new video coming up soon about a controversial video game-related subject. How do you feel about that? I love, the, I love when you tackle controversial subjects because you and I share so many similar opinions on things Is that, that, are, con- that are controversial. No, that is actually the opposite. I think you and I are very dissimilar in our feelings on things. Although, apparently we can agree that giant breasts, kind of unnecessary kind most of, unnecessary. of the time. Yeah, 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 I guess we can agree on Unless that. my face is between them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's pretty good.